know what's going on over there other than everybody's dumb. The instant you step out of line, you say something that they don't like and they don't like you personally, they're going to use all those pre-existing laws and they're going to use it on you. A woman exposed her male genitalia to women and underage girls. That's what happened. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. Um, <laughs> super, it's super cringe. Bryson Gray is in the news. We're going to have a, uh, we'll have a new intro by next week. Still have Bryson Gray, I think, in there. Uh, it just didn't, I tried to put it up here, but it was just processing, you know, the process of it all. Eric Butler, how are you? Oh, you know, not too bad. Shout out Bryson. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do know what you're saying, I think. Yeah, I was uh, trying to talk to some people in Glendale, Arizona yesterday. Um, how did that go? What about... Um, well, I was honestly just trying to get a feel for if anybody was paying attention to anything at all and just like tailoring <laughs> the questions to, to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, obviously this is anecdotal evidence, but nobody knows anything. Like nobody's paying attention. The, the 24 hour news cycle is eluding most people in my experience. Do you remember a couple months ago I went to the University of Arizona and talk to college kids. I do. And and I kind of felt bad because maybe I was a little bit too rough on those kids, but I take that back and it should have been harder on them because they aren't I mean, people are leaving these schools, leaving these colleges, and they're not I get it. Everybody needs to get, you know, worry about number one, but yikes, bro. I mean nothing. Like <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say nothing. But very little, bro. People do not care about anything, which I guess is good. Maybe. <laughs> well, I have good news for you. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney's soccer team will advance to the English League 2 soccer league, <laughs> which is a torn, you know, I used to like them a lot. And politics ruins everything. The title Did track they get today, political? I thought I didn't. Well, I didn't. well, Ryan Reynolds is very political. He uh, is a... Well, we're eight minutes in here. We'll leave it a few more minutes before I talk about um, injections. But he promoted those with some lies, some very specific lies um, that I believe the quote was young people are dying in incredible numbers. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's very specific claims that he did for a PSA and there were lies. And uh, since then, you know. Probably makes a lot of money, though. He owns a soccer team and whiskey. But let's get into, you know. And a mobile. Whiskey. Doesn't he do mobile, like a, a cell phone company or something? I don't know. John Mint. Cena does. I saw that commercial of him singing today. Mint Mobile. Cut the check, Ryan. <laughs> um, Lizzo, who is, you know, I was going to say enormous, but I guess I might as well say it now. Lizzo's enormous. And you'll see. So um, her fame is enormous. <laughs> we'll go with. We'll see how enormous or famous on stage. Now I believe Tennessee law now states that you could not have drag performances in public without probably getting some sort of permit and, or, you know, prior approval to do so. What Lizzo appears to have done is bring drag Queens on stage with her. And we'll talk about this in a moment. Let's watch it. Let's make sure we get it in between us nicely here. And uh, thank no, me later, no. I guess. 
crowd's going wild, preserved even. Support your drag entertainers now, Eric. I like how this has been, you know, a red, a, to use a term that's overused, red flag. There are certain, you know, support X things that have become, you know, a red flag for identity politics, which I think, you know, nobody should be proud of. One is when you say, you know, support all women. That's the least harmful one because women are just women. Um, but when you say, you know, support women creators or support women in business. That's literally saying support a person based on their gender, no matter what they do or what they stand for. Then the next thing is support race X. You saw it on Amazon. You saw it on video games, which was support black creators, black artists. You saw it on Spotify, Amazon, maybe your Uber eats or DoorDash, which I have buy from black owned businesses. Give these people money based on the color of their skin. This isn't racist because we say it's not. And now you have um, support your local drag performer as if that's not weird. So you have to support these people that somebody else has deemed to be, you know, undermined by society, which is exactly not the case. Every single mainstream thing supports drag queens from NHL hockey teams to platinum selling artists to you know talk show hosts everything supports it so to act like they're under attack is obviously not something that people um who are living in reality would say now the closest you might get is this law in tennessee where you're preventing it from being you know a public thing but I want to ask you, Eric, does this law go too far? You know, Tennessee is very right wing in terms of the laws they pass. Daily Wire is very influential there. We've seen Matt Walsh get stuff done uh, in terms of gender, <laughs> gender, child gender, affirming care. Uh, do you think this law goes too far? And while you're talking about that, I'll look up the, the exact specifics of it. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. I don't I don't know all the specifics of it, obviously, but I will say it is a little bit silly that you need to get government approval and, and permits and all this red tape to do a, a drag thing or whatever it is when all you should really, I mean, maybe you'll figure out the details, but all you should really have to do is show your ID. If you're 21, you go in just like with a regular bar, a regular strip club, regular nightclub, whatever. If you're 21, you can get in. If not, then you, you got to wait. Right. So that is a little bit strange, but <sighs> Those performers on stage with Lizzo, look, I didn't, obviously I didn't see the whole performance, but they, they look like her. They're all completely disgusting. So if you get rid of them, you kind of got to get rid of her as well. It's all just completely despicable. And it's not even. Okay. Let me interject here. I'm sorry to interrupt, but again, it's uh, we've been lied to very easily. Again, this is the, basically the same law and I'm looking from NBC who's obviously in favor of this sort of stuff, but it's uh ban adult cabaret entertainment on public property and locations where it can be viewed, viewed by minors such as topless dancers, go-go dancers, dancers, exotic 
dancers, male strippers. So basically on public property. If And they have this in Utah uh, where they had a documentary that surfaced about this. So you can't do it, you know, at a public park in a public fair or something. Anything that's paid for by tax dollars, they have categorized this now as, you know, being on the same level as go-go dancers and strippers, which they often are similar to because it could be seen by children passing by. And if one of these arenas is publicly owned, then you can't have it there, which came up in Utah. So I just wanted to interject with the truth there, Eric. You may continue. But is is it even, I mean, these people aren't even pretending at this point. They're not even, there's no more facade of that this is maybe, you know, that, that she actually likes this. I mean, Lizzo is clearly a figure, a, a figurehead for this establishment regime. So they're not even She's pretending. She's a figure, that, all right. That she, that she just likes this on her own and is promoting it on her own. She's clear, like from her playing the weird flute thing that happened a little while ago, I mean, six or eight months ago. And then her, you know, claiming that she was the beauty standard and getting into a little back and forth for like the 50th time with Candace Owens. She is one of their foot soldiers. So I guess this, I guess this is good. I mean, are there people, are there people that still pretend that this is just, you know, Oh, oh, it's just the art and Lizzo likes this stuff like she's clearly a political foot soldier and it's just despicable how they can't they can't go even one day without pushing this on onto us. And and you know what this kind of reminds me of? Maybe it's a little, a, you know, apples to oranges. But when we hear um, this guy, you should check it out on my channel, but this this Bay Area reporter who's going to bat for this this weirdo extreme gender ideology, right? And they're mad because, because there's laws coming on the books that will force teachers to tell parents about their children's gender ideology, but they shouldn't have a problem with that, right? Because we're constantly told that you should be proud. Lizzo is the beauty standard. So it's like they're constantly telling you that these things are so great, and then when when it comes down to like actually talking about it, then they, they feel like they're being attacked. Am I, am I, maybe, maybe that's not really making sense, but my point is, I guess underneath all of this, no matter what happens without fail, their agendas will conflict with an, with another one of another one of their talking points when you follow it to their logical conclusion. So Lizzo is the beauty standard, right? And she's the epitome of a woman Meanwhile, she's bringing men on stage and telling you that you should celebrate them. I mean, none of it makes any sense. And I feel like we're, we're constantly talking about this, but I guess we have no choice because as long as they're going to continue to do it, we have to continue to do it because, and, and I learned the hard way yesterday that most people just do not care, but it's too late for me. I can't put the toothpaste back in the, in the, you know, in the bottle, in the tube, I should say. So we can't, there's no, there's no way to ignore it at this particular point. And they keep shoving it down your throat. No pun intended. And then they ask you stupid questions like, why do you even care? Well, it's because you had, you know, you have three parades every, every quarter, right? You, you, got, you guys have a, a parade every month. You have a day every single month. And then when somebody objects to it, you say, well, why do you even care? It's because you've been forcing, you've been trying to sell it to everybody as hard as you possibly can when we don't want it. And when somebody has one, one you know, critical statement to make about your movement. You're like, you feel attacked and, and, and why are you so obsessed with me, bro? It's because you guys won't shut up about it. That's why. Well, it's a very weird point in time. We are here in this supposed culture war where it's very divided. 
and perhaps it was going to come to a head anyway in in other people's viewpoints across the world they might say like these are so slight but maybe we finally understand like the difference between you know iran and iraq once went to war and then the baltic states um like yugoslavia and places like that and the soviet union where all these places you from the outside looking in you probably think they're pretty similar but these slight differences um and you might not think they're slight but from the outside looking in they might look slight about drag queens or about abortion and stuff like that. And I think it's going to end up being a place where one side is either going to have to win somehow or some way, or there's going to have to be some sort of separation of states in, you know, maybe there's a Southwest union of states or something like that. You know what I mean? With there still being a federal government, because you need that for national defense, I think. So what we've got here is we've got, you know, people who are very left wing, who are more inclined with, like we've mentioned Australia and England and probably places like Spain and Portugal and France and the Netherlands, maybe they're all very intertwined with their beliefs. And then you've got a bunch of other people who are almost there and maybe their beliefs were represented in the government in a sense, all the way up to maybe Barack Obama, maybe up to George Bush before the endless war started, maybe Um, what? Well, this, it's gotten so it's gotten so outlandish that it's not even about like left wing policy anymore. Like, oh, social safety net and, you know, helping the homeless or like, you know, food stamps or whatever, like was traditionally left wing affirmative action. Now we're talking about pure delusion. It has nothing to do with any policy that anybody could wrap their head around. It's literally just pure delusion and forcing people to capitulate to a completely insane ideology that cannot make sense right i mean and that's why they will never explain it right that's why how many times every every week i have to go back to the pig to the pig video because that one really stuck with me right that one that that one gives me like mild ptsd (laughs) but that's that's what it is they they uh, katie hobbs is a perfect example i'm not going to tell the people of the state i i quote unquote serve what i'm about because they're going to have to just deal with whatever it is I bring to the table. I know the machine's going to work for me. There's nobody's going to explain it because it, it crumbles at the first, it crumbles at the, I mean, we're talking like, you don't have to go, go in Matt Walsh with a sledgehammer and break down all these people. You can ask one simple question that a kid would be a child that they love so much would be able to ask. And it would all, it would, it would all come, you know, their house of cards would come, would come tumbling down. So it's not even I wish it were about like some some left wing policy, oh, high taxes versus low taxes or something like that. But this is in complete delusion because it's the only it's the it's the best way to 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 fully control people. Like, if you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, celebrate the uh, celebrate the man in a dress and, and, you know, you can be on our team. It doesn't make any sense. And. Uh, another state, the obvious thing here, right, if a chubby old fat man showed up on stage with Lizzo. That would be weird. If a hot-looking 25-year-old stripper showed up on stage with Lizzo, that would be weird. But for whatever reason, when it's a guy in a dress, it's completely acceptable and you have to celebrate it. It doesn't make any sense. Support your local adult dancer or whatever they would say. My point was getting to that there's some sort of divide, and I don't know if there's going to be able to be a reconciliation on some of these views. So it's going to be people who are stuck somewhere in between you know, libertarianism, conservative, 
conservatism and possibly what they call classic liberalism. However, to your point of there used to be these different issues that people would argue over, I think every time I look back and I see some sort of political struggle or political conversation happening um, in the past, I think about was this all like knowing how corrupt it is now in the last 10 years, it was probably much worse before we had the internet and much worse before there were email leaks and everything. So I can't sit here and say, well, back then it was just, you know, affirmative action and, and food stamps was the argument. I think the powers that be, there was always this inevitable push towards what society seems to always push towards in failed states. And you look at communist countries across the world and they all follow the same pattern, you know, mobilize these children against these adults, get it in the schools, get indoctrination into these schools, have these weird um, stances for the economy, Venezuela, you know, thinking of one or China, of course, thinking of another and then try to dominate that way. And if it fails, then, you know, let's get away scot-free. And it all comes with silencing freedom, freedom of speech, and it comes with taking away people's guns. And I'm not convinced that this wasn't always the, the pathway it was going to fall down, even if the politicians who were the useful idiots were unaware of it, and they were just like, I'm standing up for what I believe in. It's 1997, and we've just finished the Gulf, second Gulf War, and we need to do this and that. And they sound like prospectors from the 1300s yeah, or whatever. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, 100%. But no matter how you slice it, there wasn't people just demanding that you pretend a grown man is a woman. So I see how it, it kind of got to that. Like, like there's always been some play to to divide people, some wedge issue. But it just, I mean, we we jumped the shark. It just, it's become too much, right? So yeah, it was all, they were going to figure it out somehow. But this route that we've taken... um, is just beyond parody, right? These are, these are things, and not even just with the Transformers, but like even, um, you know, calling Nikki Haley a, 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 she's laundering white supremacy through her brown skin, which her skin isn't even really that brown, or Larry Elder, who of course is the black face of white supremacy. Those were Dave Chappelle sketches in 2005. They were, that's comedy, right? A man dressed up in a, in a bikini was in living color, was Jim Carrey, right? Juana Man, those were comedies. <laughs> Those were comedies not that long ago. And now mm-hmm. they want you to believe this is absolutely real. So something, somebody, I think this is, maybe we'll save this for a different discussion, but I don't know who it is. If, uh, you know, the man behind the curtain, or the, the shadow, the, the puppet master, the council on foreign affairs, uh, foreign affairs. I don't know who's actually doing it, but I guess to your, to your point, yes, I see that it was, there was always going to be something that, they were going to try to drive a wedge between people, but they it, it just wasn't quite this extreme. And I, I could be wrong, but you it, they just they just made this stuff up, right? Like we saw with Eric Adams, oh emissions crises. He just says things, and you have to believe it simply because it came out of his mouth, right? So the list goes on and on about the things that they were there. Um, we've said it before. We touched on it. Obviously, everything is life and death, right? Drive a truck, life and death. Don't get the shot, life and death. Don't let your kid cut their junk off, life and death. It's always life and death. So they've completely jumped the shark. And yeah, we're just, um, we're circling the drain right now, bro. So I guess we better have fun while it, while it lasts. Well, I think they, they saw what happened with Trump and they said, we have to pour gasoline on the fire. And like anything, you throw, I watch a lot of Shark Tank, you throw a million dollars on something and it's going to accelerate the business's growth and then it might stagnate. So the acceleration 
of the culture war right now as we see it it was bound to happen they're tanking the economy they're doing all these sorts of things and it was bound to happen maybe they just uh maybe they just had to dial up the communism dial to 11 at the time uh let's move on to this vice documentary on mega rap um look uh, i skimmed through it earlier grabbed a clip of bryce and talking shout out patriot day patriot day patriot day is a movie with mark Wahlberg. patriot j on twitter posted it the man the rapper the writer the lawyer and Forgiato Blow has a big part in it. And, you know, I guess I'll mention it after, but they do explain how he got rich. And this is something I had pontificated on before, or that he had a rich upbringing. And it's very interesting that he was actually the son or is the son of the guy who invented Auto Trader. So I thought it was very odd who, that he who, had Bryson. A... No, Forgiato. Oh, because so, oh. I thought it was very odd that he had access to all these riches very early in his rap rap career and i was like and and he mentioned in his songs that he was the black sheep in his family so i sort of just made an educated guess and then he's got bryce and gray in there and they've got this very like you know weirdo vice reporter as they always do do you remember the the girl they sent to martin shkreli's house do you remember that girl vice always has the weirdest interviewers so this interviewer i think in the clip i feel like a talk show here tell us about the clip well um there is some sort of transvestite or transsexual showing up to a Forgiato below video shoot. And Bryson seems very skeptical about it. He says he thinks it's a plant and uh, he's talking with, with the interviewer, how he doesn't agree with any of the stuff, the stuff that's happening at the moment. SoundCloud. Uh, let's just make it larger for everybody. I think this is about a minute and a half. Spotify literally banned me due to hate speech. These are songs called Pride Month and a song called Safe Space. They banned me because of the biblical views on LGBTQ+. Oh, because of hate speech towards LGBTQ Yeah, hate speech, right? But then again, if a gay person say God was transgender, they can say that freely. No ban, no nothing. I'm not tolerant of like LGBT stuff. The LGBT person is definitely not tolerant of a Nazi. Somebody's a Nazi, you wouldn't be so tolerant. It's impossible for tolerance to be global it's just it just can't happen tolerant of nazis i think nazis be able to speak they if they want to speak what if they see you like they don't see trans people they do and that's okay that's their view yeah but you right now with terry believe that your truths or whatever about how you see terry it's correct so then that's also acknowledging that if a nazi sees you as subhuman if that's what they believe then they're correct in their mind but this is a different so then you're just correct in your mind (laughs) no no that's not true 80% 80% of what I said is objectively true. Show 2024, man. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, though. That person would never be allowed in my house to eat or drink, though. You wouldn't let them in your house? No, 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 ma'am. What are you scared of? I'm transphobic, so I am kind of scared of them. Terry likes the music. That's a trans person who likes your music. Yeah, I think that person likes Forgiato Blow's music. And if it does like my music, I don't think if that person heard Safe Space of Pride Month, they would, you know, have that same view. And they possibly could. If they could, it's still respect there. But that doesn't change how I view that person at all. Well, Eric Butler, um, I want to touch on this girl's comments there on how she says, well, if a Nazi believes they're right, then aren't you saying they're right if you think that what you're saying is you're right. And this, I think reveals her, you know, complete liberal mindset in here. And I don't say that as an insult. I say it to just say that she's wrong. Um, She doesn't appear to live in a world of objective truth. So she thinks that if you're being tolerant 
and at the same time she does is the funny thing and i'll explain um on one hand she thinks that they're if Bryson agrees that the Nazis should be able to speak their mind and have a first amendment right to free speech, then therefore he must be thinking that the Nazis correct because that's the only way that they should be able to be allowed to speak as if they're correct. So on one hand, she doesn't believe in that weird sense of, you know, objective truth, but on the, but the other part of that argument would be only people who are correct get to speak. So she is both, uh, saying that Bryson is wrong for thinking that he's correct and somebody else isn't. But in her viewpoint, I would assume that the reason why the Nazis aren't allowed to speak is because they're objectively wrong and she's objectively correct. So she gets to choose who is correct and therefore they are the ones who get to speak. But Bryson doesn't get to choose who's correct. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, these people look. Yeah, she thinks like, well, if you if you allow them to speak, it, do, it doesn't make any sense. But she's coming from this angle, like, at least from where I'm sitting, okay, yeah, there there's bad people everywhere, right? There's bad white people and there's bad black people and bad gays and bad, you know, but, but why do you let that, why are you so scared of some, like, you can let bad people have their opinion and these people, they get like, they get trapped up in this little bubble, this little invisible cage. They're on the invisible leash where somebody else's thoughts really matters to you. Like, wh why does it even matter to you, lady? And now I sound like them because when they're constantly pushing the trans the agenda on us and then somebody gets mad and they say, why do you even care? But it's like, why? Why is somebody else's point of view so detrimental to you? You can say, oh, well, I disagree and move on. Like, that's... Like, Tyler, like the great Tyler, the creator once said, there's no such thing as cyberbullying. Just turn off the screen, right? You could, you have plenty of other things, thousands, millions of other things you could look at, but you're so fixated on making sure that one person likes you or one person has this certain, this certain view of you when really it doesn't matter. But it's obviously it's all about control because they could not care any less about what you do, right? We see that they can tear down statues. They can, you know, vandalize entire city blocks they can burn stuff down they don't really care but as soon as you have a wrong think then it stops and i experienced this myself right i mean how many times do i have to tell the story of being arrested in lower manhattan for protesting the lockdown when the george floyd protesters camped out in that very same park for three weeks because it's not about your actions it's about making sure that they control your thoughts which to bring it full circle is why they are constantly pushing the transformer stuff on you because once you get that one everything else is easy bro that you could sell you could sell them anything as we know right so yes you can't after you get somebody to to submit even if they don't believe it right we see this time and time again that people will admit they don't believe it but they know that they that there's consequences if they voice their non-belief, if they voice any bit of dissent. So you can have that woman on the whatever podcast with giant D cup, you know, tits sitting on the table, pretending that she doesn't know what a woman is. You know what I'm saying? So they, they just want complete control and every single thing they do is just a different Avenue. There's a million ways to skin a cat. I think you can't even say that now because of PETA, but there's, there's all these different ways to get to the same goal of complete control. And right now, we are smack dab in the middle. Maybe we're closer to the end. I don't know. But, of, I mean, you know, you can call it the culture war if you want. That's, I guess, what most people call it. But this is, I mean, it's, it's not, we're not going to, there's not going to be any hot kinetic war. Unless Gavin Newsom becomes president, then I, then I vote for that. But 
this is it. This is what the when when in 10, 15, 20 years, we're gonna look back at this and realize this was CW2. So you can call it the culture war, but this is this is what it's gonna be. It's a, as as one, you know, fairly famous commentator once said, it's an informational war. So we're lit like we are living in it. We are in it right now. And and I, I don't know, I don't know how it ends, obviously, but but I will say, glass half full, you you will not be able to outrun the truth. Right. Like you can make you can make scientific advancements. AI, all this stuff is not going to change, bro. Like I just don't see it like there's, there's they want to do what uterine transplant so a man can actually give birth and all this stuff. They want to play God. They, they want to get rid of. Look, I'm not a religious guy, but it's fair. It's pretty obvious to me at this particular point in time that their goal is to eliminate your belief in anything else and make sure that the political establishment is your God. And they and it comes in many different forms, whether it's, you know, these corrupt hack media outlets shout, you know, R.I.P. BuzzFeed News. But this is what they're doing. And they hate to see a guy like Bryson. Right. Because four or five years ago, I mean, Bryson wasn't even supposed to exist. Right. There wasn't even supposed there. We there was a point in time where they told us that a black Trump supporter like wasn't even possible. Now we can debate on whether Bryson is still a Trump supporter and talk about pharmaceuticals and all sort of the missteps that Donald Trump has taken. Completely different story. But they hate to see this little glitch in the matrix. And I will say a shameless promotion here. I do have some more clips from yesterday that I think. I mean. When you when you break when you break apart these big groups of people and these Twitter mobs and these outrage mobs, when you break them apart and you get people, even Michael Knowles, right? When he talks to protesters one on one, you can see the crack in the door. You can see the crack in the facade. So I think it's tough, even with Bud Light and stuff. It's very tough. It feels like an uphill battle. But unmistakably, common sense is still the majority as much as the media tries to make it seem like we are out on the fringes of bigotry and hate. It's just not the case. So I don't know. I don't even remember what your question is, but that's my take on that weird little... And Vice, last thing, promise, Vice is among the worst. Like if you look at their Instagram, Vice and Vice News, they are, they're not holding back at all. It's like they do the craziest headlines, like white police officer shoots black teen walking in grocery aisle it's just crazy like obviously i made that one up like it's a little hyperbolic but they don't even they're not even trying like like how the establishment is not even trying to pretend that lizzo is her own woman and actually believes these things it's very clear that she's getting her talking points from up on high vice is doing the exact same thing and this is because i think they are in the throes of the end and that's why buzzfeed news has gone down that's why bud light is is sort of panicking right now is because they are in their death throes. They are in the last little bit uh, of this this power struggle, and it will it, it will. Okay, I said I said last thing, but this is really the last thing. Um, that's why they want to get. That's why they're indicting Donald Trump is because somebody in that establishment, somebody behind the curtain, realizes that maybe their little their little you know uh, blanket the whole country with mail in ballots. maybe it's not going to work. Maybe something they can see, they can see things before we can see them. So something might not work. And there might be, there might be a a, a crack or something that where Donald Trump or even, even Ron DeSantis, who knows at this particular point that might actually be able to win because people are so fed up. So I don't know, man, we got a complete mess on our hands. And unfortunately right now in April, 2023, it's still going to get worse before it gets any better. But I think in the long run, you, you, you can't escape the truth. We've got uh, Bryson Gray in the house now. Oh, 
A word. There is. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Yo, we were just ta- we were just uh, watching a clip from this Vice documentary that I discovered existed today, and the thing that I was going to say is this documentary is done from the angle that they do all these things on CNN and Vice on. And it's been like this for years where they try to act like the documentary is like, let's try to figure this out. Let's try to figure out why these people think this way. And they're coming from a point of view where it's like, it's so strange that this even exists that they have to act like it's so strange. And the only reason why they're questioning people about it is is to try to figure out this anomaly, this, uh, the, like you said, Eric, this glitch of the matrix. Why do why do Forgiato Blow and Bryson Gray even exist? Let's try to understand it. Let's try to go from this this angle where you know we're treating them like some sort of uh, some sort of parasite or amoeba that we're trying to figure it out. How long did this woman talk to you, and, and what kind of vibe did you get from it, Bryson? Um, well, we talked for a a, a good while. So I, obviously, you know how documentaries work. A lot of things get cut out. Um, but we talked to her for we talked to her for a long time. I knew she was liberal off the rip. Uh, she left out a lot of things that I said to her because sometimes like I triggered her a few times <laughs> because knowing what type of person she was. But she actually was cool. I feel like for the most part, the documentary was like fair. It was actually them just trying to figure it out. Um, she sort of left out the part about how shocked she was by how packed it was at our concert because she said, "Wow, I didn't think this was going to be like this packed." She said that on camera, but that part wasn't in there. Um, also, when that um, when the transgender person came, she left because she, she picked the part in where I said eighty percent of what I said is objectively true, but she didn't put in the conversation that made me say that. We had a debate about gender and what gender was and why gender cannot change, and uh, she left all that part out, but she still put the eighty percent of what I said is objectively true in there, which is weird because who even knows what I was responding to at that point? <laughs> yeah, it but, was. Yeah. Um, so you had said in that part that this transgender guy who showed up might have that might have been set up. Who are you referring to? Might have setting might have been setting that up vice or just the people running the video shoot or what? And was uh, it? Did you, did you find out? No, I never found out. They said it wasn't set up. But let me tell you what happened. We picked a random place to shoot a music video for Jato said we can go to the basketball court to give it a different look. And he says in a rich neighborhood. And then Vice said, let's do it. He showed me pictures. We had like three spots in mind. So we go there to shoot a video on the spot for Vice. Can't all impossible. You know what I'm saying? Unless people had plans behind the scenes. We went and there just so happened to be a transgender. Not only was there some six foot three transgender, it was a six foot three transgender Trump (laughs) supporter. Oh, so random this makes so much actual sense and i told them that whole day i said this was set up bro like yeah y'all can tell me what y'all want to tell me but the chances of this happening is like one in a million and the fact that it did happen let me know it was set up and then like they tried to get that person to come talk to me before john was like do not let him go talk to bryson because bryson he is not gonna like him <laughs> bryson gonna see him home crying <laughs> Another thing I want to ask you about, Bryson, and then Eric will uh, have something, and then if you can stick around, great. If you can, that's fine. Um, a lot of the stuff I've seen on your Twitter, of course, top five most entertaining Twitters there are for me. <laughs> um, a lot of this stuff you've been battling, well, I won't say battling, just discussing with people, is you know online clips of black people fighting in restaurants and stuff. And this has been something that I've noticed you commenting on a lot where people are saying that this is a black people problem and you say it's an everybody problem. 
And I just want to say, have you heard what type of arguments have you heard around that? What arguments are you giving back to people? Because I feel like, you know, on the let's call it the fringes of the the conservative things. This is something that people still believe is a thing, that there's a, there's there's a huge crime problem. And you see the online videos um, of, you know, people fighting in Walmart or in Taco Bell. And I love Taco Bell. So that hurts me. What type of arguments are you getting from this for people who haven't uh, been reading your stuff on that? Well, the stuff I comment on mainly is the race baiting stuff. And I'm all about like, because there is a crime problem in the black community. That is just a simple, I mean, statistical facts. There's nothing to argue about. I'm not arguing about that. I'm arguing about the false narrative around it because conservatives are now being just as disingenuous, if not more disingenuous than liberals are. What do I mean by that? Anybody that has been in this movement or in the realm of politics for the last three years Every time a black person gets shot by the police, the video comes out. Everybody calls it racist. And what do conservatives typically say? Wait for the context. That's what we say, even with the George Floyd situation, right? Wait for the context. I thought that was a common sense thing to do. And then and then every time a black person tried to make it racial, people would ask, how do you know it was racial? Just because it's a white person and a black person in the scenario doesn't mean it's racial. So I thought this was a normal thing to say until these videos started becoming mainstream on the right of black people attacking white people. And a lot of these videos range from like 10 years ago to now. Um, you know, you know how confirmation bias works. Even if a hundred of them is old, if one of them is from yesterday, that's all you need to confirm. So the issue is they paint these videos as if black people are genociding white people. And there's no statistics to back it up. The best argument and the best statistics they have is self-reported data, which is the victimization survey. And people are talking about this victimization survey as if it is fact. But this also seems so liberal because the survey is a self-reported survey. So they literally ask people questions. The, the, the incidents don't even have to be reported to police or anything. So you have no evidence of these things happening. Like literally, if a black person, a black liberal used hate crime statistics to say white people are racist, that will literally have more validity than the victimization survey on the on solely because the hate crime statistics for it to be reported for, to the FBI has to go through an investigation. The victimization, the victimization survey doesn't. And both statistics are dumb. Hate crime statistics are dumb. And these, these, this survey is also dumb. And that seems to be their best argument, but it's a non-argument. But once again, it's, it's like the right is turning to the left. It's weird. The, the right is kind of turning into the left a little bit, but yo, I wanted to ask you because I, I struggle with this like every day, bro. Look, if you're, if you, you know, you have contact with these quote unquote journalists, you know what I'm saying? Do you believe, I mean, do you think, I mean, these are adults, bro. Like we're all, we've all made it to a certain point in life, right? Like, do you really believe that these people actually believe this stuff or are they just being fed? Like, do they go home at night and think like a man can actually turn into a woman? Like, do, do, do people genuinely believe that or are they just getting their talking points and they know that they have to push the narrative and they go home and they realize that it's all completely fake and it's fake and it's all completely manipulative? Or do they genuinely believe this stuff, in your opinion, obviously? Uh, I think they genuinely believe it, which is the scariest thing about it. Like, even in the Vice News documentary, I didn't post this in the clip on Twitter because I, I personally don't, I told you, it disgusts me to see certain types of people. Uh, but the person is in a documentary, and I kid you not, this six foot three man said, I mean, I'm a big girl, I can handle it. That's literally what he said. <laughs> he he wasn't joking, it's not a joke, he's not laughing. He said, I'm a big girl and I can handle it. People genuinely think you can switch your gender. And here go my thing, right? 
Say what you want to say, as long as you acknowledge that you're incorrectly using the English language. The word gender has the same root word as Genesis, like the book of Genesis, because Genesis, and everybody knows what Genesis means, definition. It means the beginning, the roots. The word gender, both words in Genesis come from the Latin word genus, which literally means birth. So you can use whatever language you want, jack up the English language, but you have to acknowledge that you're incorrectly using the language. And But these people are very serious. I've been in real life debates about these topics that I thought were like jokes and they were dead serious. But this is not a game. Okay. Well, I, I guess that's, I guess in some way that's a little bit better than people just being completely evil and manipulative. Like, I mean if I want to try to take the glass half full approach, like at least they believe what they're selling. Like the great George Costanza once said, it's not a lie if you believe it. So I guess that's worse than, or I guess that's better than just being completely evil. But I mean, either way, well, I think the reporters, I think a lot of the reporters are being evil though. Like a lot of the reporters, that's like my age and older. I'm 31. If you, my age and older, you know, good and well, nobody ever said no crap like this. You know, this is a lie. You know, maybe would got laughed at. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my my word. Yeah, this is where the clip cut off at first, basically. Um, this was Oof. just before the clip that we showed Bryson. Um, and yeah, I thought that it was I just thought that this was part of the documentary where they found somebody and they're talking to him, but this is a guy who obviously believes that his woman checking out for Giotto, I'd like to point out really. And how how, how, how long ago here. was this? How long ago was this filmed? Is this an older thing or is this this was this was right when the Kyrie Irving thing started, and it was right before the Balenciaga stuff. Because if, if you see in the in the documentary, I, I'm wearing Balenciaga, and <laughs> the shoes I'm wearing, I burned them. So this was right before the Balenciaga stuff, or right after the Kyrie Irving stuff. Copy. Let's see if we can hear it. Maga or Trump that you like more than what I guess the sound working. Were offering. Yeah, I, like I can freedom. hear it. And it's lost through totalitarian government. So some MAGA rap stuff is just like talking about Trump and MAGA, and there's other songs that are anti-LGBTQ, that are anti-trans. And Does that bother you? You know what? It doesn't bother me because there's ignorance out there. Everybody's entitled to their own worldview. We're all product of our culture, our upbringing. Uh -huh. I'm, not, I'm not sure this guy has heard Bryson's music. Because if I had a... If there was a song out there that was just like, anti-white people then i wouldn't just be like well you know it's just another <laughs> it's just another thing that exists there i'd probably be like yeah i don't agree with that but uh you know it's interesting um but yeah that uploaded like a couple hours ago i guess just uh yep. this yep, documentary so that's why i was saying a documentary i said that that dude like probably likes for out blows music um, <laughs> yeah that's that was in the clip we played yeah um yeah. And they always send, I think, this, they always send the weirdest looking people in these. Vice probably just has a bunch of weird people working for them. And they're going under. They're looking for a sale. I wrote about this a couple months ago. Um, a long way they've fallen since, uh, you know, Gavin McInnes owned them. And uh, they had a record label and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. We're going to move on now. Do you got to go, Bryson, or do you want to stick uh, around yeah. for this guy? I was in the middle of editing the video, so I so, saw so, Okay. And I, I got to get it out by Friday. So y'all, if y'all, I'm sure y'all know how long it takes to edit videos. Mm -hmm. Awesome, bro. Well, Thank I you. do. Eric doesn't. Thank no, you. I, 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 look, I, I, I can edit a reel. All right. I can edit a short. Hey, that takes like 15 <laughs> minutes too sometimes. So you already know what it is. All right, thanks all right, a lot, Bryson. Bryson yeah. showing up on z absolutely zero notice. Thank you, Bryson. We'll talk to you later, all right? No problem, Cheers. bro. Yes, sir. Uh, the power of the internet, friends. Nice. Power yeah, of the internet. Pleasant surprise. Uh, you, op 
uopod.com, of course. Um, if you want to support us on authorizedopinions.com, you're watching right now. Demonetize, of course. So please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash uopod. Bonus podcasts there every single week. Um, otherwise, you won't get all the segments and you'll get them all together and in video, which you won't get anywhere else. And of course, on all these platforms, Getter, YouTube, Twitter, and uh, what am I missing, of course? Twitch. Twitch. I don't know. I know I'm missing it, (laughs) but the words need to be fed into my brain. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, iHeartRadio, and the lot, we thank you for listening. Please consider going to our Patreon as well.com. We've also got a new Instagram page that we're just going to randomly throw stuff on. Unauthorized Opinions Pod is what that is um it's not going to get too much care and control right now we're just going to see how it works we're going to see if we can beat the algorithm hopefully instagram's not watching i've just brought up a mic to be next to my mic what we got next here eric um is a guy who can i can i just racism is still real in georgia no i was just gonna say can 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 i sort of just i guess bring it a little bit full circle about how they bring that that um that person that carbon-based life form to prove that bryson is kind of wrong or whatever and and it's like i said they all every single one of their points will will conflict with each other right we saw the same thing with caitlin caitlin jenner right who they loved and awarded woman of the year and then hated because they them she shim whatever was kind of conservative and then now Caitlyn comes out and says, oh, it's gone too far. It's like, you you put this crazy train into motion. And it's just like, it's just so off the wall, bro. It's so bizarre. They think we're so stupid. So they they throw a, a, you know, a six foot four transformer at Bryson to try to change his mind or whatever it is. But none of it, it's just all so manipulative. And it's all about just getting your thoughts, get, getting you to agree with their agenda and their thoughts and, and changing your, not even changing your behavior, but just changing your thoughts. So... I just feel yeah. like we see it every single time. I just, that's it. Well, like I said, it's, um, they have to approach it from this angle of this is so obviously wrong. And let's just try to figure out from like, almost like a humanitarian sense, like, Oh, we're just trying to, you know, nor- like not even normalize. Cause they're not, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge the existence of these people. Like they're lesser than us. And that's how they do it. That's how it is. Um, that's how it works on CNN. And if you've been on the other side of, of the wall, let's say, and you're just like, oh, this is just the news. It's how everybody feels. Jimmy Kimmel is just talking about how everybody feels. Then you get on the other side of the wall and you're just like, oh, okay. So they're just pretending like half of people don't exist, basically. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, they, that's what they do. There's no other point of view. Last thing, I promise. But there's um, a story out of the Bay Area where there's this new, this quote unquote news reporter, um, where they, they, they're talking about pride proms that are popping up in the Bay Area. And, hot, and, the, and the headline is, oh, second annual pride prom comes to Contra Costa County. Here's how you can help. That's the headline. Right. So they don't <laughs> even they're not even pretending that they're just going to shoot the it news straight funny. down the middle. They're like, this is our point of view. There's no other one. And you need to help these weird little LGBT teenagers. It's all absolutely through. the. Well, road. that's the best part about all of these things that they push. It's always the way to help is give us money. Yeah, that's what it is. I saw a commercial yesterday with for a climate action fund. They say, give us money and we'll fight climate. Like they won't say how they'll do anything. We'll fight for the environment. We'll fight for climate change. Just give us $10 a month. That's all. Yeah. So this is a guy in Georgia um, who was 
told to turn down his music. They're outside at a restaurant. The restaurant has music, but a black guy is sitting there, and this guy in the background there told him to turn down the music on his phone. You'll notice that this guy's nails are painted, and the way he's tearing apart his food is rather strange. I just want to point that out so you notice these things. But let's take a listen. I can't what believe Bob tried me like that. My what was it you? What was it that you was asking me before you interrupted me with my dinner? Because I turned it all the way down for you. Okay, but what was it that you was asking me? Is there a reason why you would ask me to turn my phone down when there's a band playing music that I don't give a fuck about hearing? Okay, I'd like to pause there and point out the obvious flaw in this argument, which is when you go into a restaurant, no matter what it is, you agree to hear the music that's being played, whether it's on the radio or a live band. You can leave if you want. That's the engagement. That's the contract you're making with the restaurant. You're going in there and you're agreeing to hear the sounds that are in the restaurant coming from the restaurant. If somebody is being a nuisance, then this is no longer a part of the contract. The person has agreed to listen to the live band in there, not to what you're doing. Just like when you go into a movie theater, you agree to listen to the movie soundtrack, not, you know, what somebody's saying behind you. You can't just say, well, uh, why do I need to be quiet for you? I'm in here as well. So I think that's the obvious, you know, lack of logic here, Eric. And we'll watch the rest of it and see what you think. Do you think it's appropriate for you to ask me, a 33-year-old, a black man, to turn his motherfucking phone down? Because he's black. Right? You should know, you shouldn't say a motherfucking thing to me. That's a thing. That's a thing. My hand shouldn't be shaking while I'm eating my motherfucking shit. It's because he's scared. Now what you better do is cock a doodle do over there and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you better cock a doodly doodly do, man. And that's not, that's a reference. Well, as another black man to turn his motherfucker phone down no time soon again. So I'd like to point out the, the painted nails are a red flag already, Eric, as is the just mangled mess that this is played. I think is, there's something wrong with this guy, but all, the obvious question here is, is, is telling a white man, telling a black guy to turn down his phone at this restaurant racist? That's the question at hand here. Well, obviously no. Right. And look, <laughs> look, are we going to this is going to sound terrible, okay? But mm-hmm. what are the odds? What are the odds that a 30 what did he say he was 33 that that yeah. a 33-year-old white man sits down there and starts playing music from that that's annoying. You can ask any New Yorker, by the way. When mm-hmm. these kids, these little teenagers and 20-somethings come on the train and they're blasting their music yep. from a phone or from a Bluetooth speaker, it's completely annoying. So when these guys trying to sit down and have his his dinner, and possibly enjoy the band that's actually playing there. No, it's not racist. And to your point, yes, the nails are a dead giveaway. And I think we can safely assume that this guy is going on two victim cards, right? Okay, so he's he's black, and he's clearly, you know, of the LGBTQ, no pun intended, that is at a, bar, <laughs> at a, at a barbecue restaurant. And it's also funny, it's also funny that, um, look, he he's... He he wants he he needs the attention. He wants to go viral. He wants to create this. He wants to uh, manifest the hatred, like we saw back in the summer of love when the BLM protesters were, were marching down the streets of New York, drinking beers off the tables of old couples. Okay, so when you be when you're rude like that, and they say, "Wow, I don't really like these people." They've just manifested what they were trying to get was was somebody who doesn't like you. So now after you've been completely rude to this guy, you're swearing, you're doing this weird stuff with your 
food and I mean who like bro you can just you could take the food to go and listen to your music at home how about that you ever think about that no he didn't he the, didn't think about that but the thing where it's just like um everybody should listen to my music it, it's not a race thing at all it's, it's a it's a kid thing and he's acting like a kid when he thinks that what I'm playing on my phone you know I'm allowed to do it because I don't like you're in a public place you're allowed to do it the restaurant could kick you out, I guess. But the idea that everybody else should have to listen to what you deem to be good to listen to is like a child's mentality, I believe. And and I think we are hearing more. We just saw that story about E-40, right? Legendary mm -hmm. legendary Bay Area rapper who was kicked out of a basketball game. And we know that the NBA is, what, a bare minimum in 2023, 70% black. So somehow E-40 thinks he's getting got kicked out of a game because he's black. And I think full tin foil hat stuff here that we're going to start hearing more of this because the division tool of the mask and the division tool of the force pharmaceuticals is no longer relevant. Right. So when, when we were, when we were fighting over masks and, 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 and paperwork, you know, going, trying to get into Applebee's and museums and stuff, that was more of a division tool. Cuomo, the, the great, you know, Andrew Cuomo said, Oh, the mask is about respect. If you, if you don't wear a mask, then you don't respect people. That division tool is gone. So we're going to be right back at the racism stuff. And some people are going to still buy it. Most people are not. But either way, the media is going to make you believe that it's far worse than it actually is. And look, we, we all know we're all adults here. And we all know that there are mean, nasty people, right, that are, that are racist. There's people who, you know might not be racist at all, but made, made one joke at a particular point in time. There might be, I mean, who knows? There's all, you know, there's all types of people, but now we're going to, they're going to lay this on really thick because the Rona division is gone and, you know, the climate change stuff doesn't really work. It doesn't really, it doesn't really set any fires. It doesn't really get personal. It doesn't make people really angry. Right. So they, they haven't got to that point yet. So I think we're going to we're going to start hearing more of this. And look, as much as I like E-40 and I respect E-40, I still think that he jumped out the window with that, bro. You're like a 50 year old man. Right. You're a millionaire and you want to pretend that a, an NBA stadium kicked you out solely because you were black. You could have you could have came out and said maybe it was a little bit of a misunderstanding. I don't know exactly what happened. But do you think, uh, you know, after 30 years of making records, everybody in that area, specifically Sacramento, is not that far from San Francisco, from Vallejo, where he's from, right? It's, it's a couple hours, right? Everybody knows who you are. And you want us to believe that you were you were targeted because of your race. And this guy who's clearly acting up like a little child, like an 18-year-old on the subway with the Bluetooth speaker blasting some trash one-hit wonder song. But they they manifest the hatred. And so as soon as somebody gets and, and shout out to the OG in the back, he didn't really seem to he kind of seemed like he was taking a stride. He just had his, you know, his mean mug on. Like, what are you talking about, bro? He didn't didn't really even seem to give it back to him. So curious how that how that incident actually ended. But I think we're gonna see more of this because all the other division tools have, have kind of gone by the wayside at this particular point in time. Well, it's pretty funny because he clearly wanted to reenact the scenario for social clout. Once you take out your phone after the fact, yeah. Um, because you want people to see it. Nick, what did you uh, say to me? What did you say to me? <laughs> say it again. Yeah, it's corny. On the NBA, Phil Jackson mocks NBA activism and said it got too political for him to watch. This is according to StreamRare.com, which I just discovered is an anomaly-backed website. As you can see, it's written by Anomaly, so shout out to him. 
very nice guy. I talked to him today about this website. Um, Stream Rare, I get it. Yeah, because yeah. he's Dream Rare. He's got his website, Dream Rare. And people are doing this across the board now, Eric. You're seeing, <clears throat> and not that Anomaly ever really worked for anybody. Um, I know he helped somebody else. I don't know if it's a secret, but he was a cameraman for somebody very big um, for a short period of time. And of course, he's been a rapper the whole time. And his Facebook page, page has always been huge. Um, but you can see now people are starting more and more things because people don't want to listen to to um you know the restrictions i'm lucky to work for a company that literally says you can say whatever you want um i'm very lucky there are other companies out there where whatever you want but (laughs) there are other companies out there let's just say that you know heavily restrict and it's interesting what happened with um matt walsh getting and we'll spend 30 seconds on this matt walsh getting demonetized on youtube which was the exact same thing that crowder was arguing with them about I found that to be very ironic how Crowder was like, it's not fair that you say if I get demonetized from YouTube, uh, I'm going to lose money. And then they go and get demonetized by YouTube and they're just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to kowtow to what YouTube wants me to say. Just thought that was very funny. So um, let's see the banner. We're going to have to talk to him about that. The overlapping banners. Uh, the Zen master Phil Jackson recently spoke on music mogul, Rick Rubin's podcast and had some interesting things to say about the NBA. He laughed about how the NBA showcase players wearing slogans like, uh, what does it say? Something justice. It's blocked. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if that was just on my end or I, that, that left end. Um, I think it's because I'm zoomed in here, but I, uh, okay, there we showcase go. player wearing slogans like justice on their shirts and said he doesn't even watch much basketball anymore. I made a little funny thing like uh, justice went to the basket and equal opportunity just knocked him down. That's pretty funny. Um, he also said Phil Jackson says he doesn't like basketball's evolution evolution and doesn't watch it anymore. Thought the bubble and cool slogans on jerseys was wanky and made fun of it with his children. Um, and we can uh, watch this interview, I think. But shout out Anomaly's new site. People are doing that. Some I approve of, some I don't. Some of the guys I coach, they're talented, Phil. They're really talented players. I know, but I'm not enjoying the games. It's mm. like... That's too bad. There's a new generation that'll like it. They'll like the game. So. Do you do you uh, still watch a lot of basketball or no? I don't. Tell me about that. When and did you stop immediately from the time you stopped coaching? No, I didn't. I watched. <laughs> you can hear being like, I don't know if I should say this. And decided, and they went into the lockout year, and they did something that was kind of wanky. They did a bubble down in Orlando mm-hmm. and all the teams that could qualify went mm-hmm. down there and mm-hmm. stayed down there. Mm-hmm. No audience. And they had stupid. things on their back, like, you know, justice. And, uh, yeah, I made a little funny thing like, uh, you know, justice just went to the basket and, uh, equal opportunity just knocked him down. And, uh, somebody, uh, I had another name for a guy who has Jersey in the back of a Jersey he had some other slogan. So my grandkids, thought that was pretty funny to 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 play up those names so i i I couldn't watch that the lakers won actually they they won that year and uh do you feel like it just made little of the game like it made it like a sideshow what do you think it was that turned you off well it was it was uh they even had slogans on the floor yeah on the baseline it was catering 
it was trying to cater to an audience or trying to bring a certain audience into play. And it, they didn't know it was turning other people off, you know? Mm-hmm. They people, didn't know. People want to they see that. sports as non-political. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had, we've had a lot of different type of uh, right. this has gone on players that have just... gone on. Dude, can I just say, they, they knew. They knew exactly what, what was happening there. You, do you, you want to tell me, and shout out Phil Jackson. I like Phil Jackson. I have no problem with him. <laughs> but do you mean to tell me that the, the entirety of the NBA organization, nobody, uh, they, all, they, they all thought they didn't know they were going to turn people off with that? They knew exactly what they were doing. They, it didn't get dozens of people had, had to okay that. It didn't just say, oh, well, we didn't realize it was going to be divisive. No, they, ab- they absolutely knew. And it's the same thing we see with Bud Light and Nike and, and all these people who are, you know, hanging out with Dylan Mulvaney. They know what's happening and they realize that it is more beneficial for them to capitulate to the agenda because that is far stronger than than losing a couple bucks. They would much rather sacrifice a couple dollars to make sure that the establishment, whoever it is behind the curtain, knows that they're still in line. So most of what he said is true. But if anybody thinks for one split second they didn't know that they were dividing people or they didn't know they were turning people off is a lie. They knew exactly what was happening. Well, of course they did. They just thought this was the financially um, correct thing to do or else the players were going to get too mad or else the rest of the media was going to, you know, shit all over them. And it wasn't Um, a better person in charge could have told you this, but this is what happens when you listen to like a 23 year old marketing team or you listen to, you know, these guys, like there's some very smart players, but there's the, some of the loudest people are always the dumbest. And the people who were probably, you know, the dumbest were probably the loudest. It's happened in the NFL. Um, and there was a, bunch, a group of NHL, NFL players that got a hundred million dollars to put toward the organizations they wanted to put towards. It didn't solve anything. It didn't solve racism or anything. And the NFL ended up, you know, going with uh, things at the back of the end zone and things on the back of the helmets, less intrusive than what the NBA did, which turned a lot of people off. Um, what you've got in the NBA is simple demographics here. You've got, what is it, uh, 13% of black people in the United States. Let's assume that most of the people watching are men, because it is. Um, so you've got 6 or 7% um, of the United States population. All, obviously not everybody and not everybody in the country is watching, but proportionately 7% of people who are watching that are black. And then the rest of the people um, are of other races who are not black probably. So let's just, let's even say it's 50, 50, Eric, you're demonizing half of your audience and saying that they're racist. They don't understand. And what's crazy about how they did it in all these different leagues, you will get soccer overseas and they are kneeling to this day about something that doesn't have anything to do with them in a different continent. So it just goes to show you there's different levels of the marketing strategies because this is what it all is um, going into these sports leagues and they just chose one of the worst strategies. Now, did they do as bad as the NHL? I don't think they did. I think there's a certain amount of leeway people give to the NBA because it is majority black players, but in the NHL, it's a vast majority white players. And therefore they let this guilt get to them where they think they have to do something, Eric, they have to do something. It can't just be sports. It has to be something else. It has to be, you know, we're terrible and we have to do something. I don't think you'd be sitting at like, What's another form of entertainment? Would would you be sitting in a poker league or a billiards league or 
darts where they throw it on TV. You see in the middle of the day, 140. Does the dartboard have to say BLM on it, Eric? Does the poker table have to say BLM on it? No, it can just be a sport. The sports themselves aren't hurting anybody. We've had when the racial incidents come up, it's when the Donald Sterling's come up, Eric, and he says Magic Johnson. <laughs> I was telling people about that. For those who don't know, there's was it the Utah Jazz owner? Um, no, he Donald was. Sterling. It was the Clippers. He was the Clippers. Clippers owner. Excuse me. Shout out Utah Jazz, George Carl, um, and John Stockton and Carl Malone. Um, when this guy, the <laughs> owner like of the Clippers, <laughs> yeah, I know. Shout out to them though. Jeff Hornacek, Greg Ostertag. Um, when the owner of the LA Clippers was found on hidden audio recording by his mistress to say that he, she doesn't, she can't be bringing black people to the games because it's a bad look for him. And she says, one of those was Magic Johnson. And he still doesn't want to, you know, you're racist when you don't want even Magic Johnson to show up to your games. But no, I is, disagree. No, dude, Magic you Johnson. Don't, you disagree. No, because Magic Johnson is a weird Hollywood floozy, and nobody wants to explain yeah, how he got AIDS. That has nothing to do with the color of his skin. Yeah, exactly. But that's the reason why I don't want Magic Johnson in my house. It's not because he's black. It's because he's a weird Hollywood yeah, but creature. But Donald Sterling didn't want him there because he was black. And okay. if you, can you not have, I don't know, can Michael Jackson not come to your games either? And then he's not black. Um. Anyways, they're going to call um Phil Jackson racist for this, just like LeBron James called him racist for saying he had a posse. Phil Jackson, who Scotty Pippen Michael, also called him racist. That's retarded. Um, Phil Jackson, who coached Scotty, coached Michael Jordan, coached Dennis Rodman, and loved Dennis Rodman, the most difficult person to deal with of all time. And I said this in a video way back in the day when LeBron James called him racist. I said George or George Carl came to mind. Uh, Phil Jackson could have coached anybody after winning he could have went to he could have chosen the utah jazz who were super white at the time and then they got carl malone but there's and uh what is it george russell whatever the the brian russell small forward he could have chosen a super white team he didn't and then they're just like oh he's racist even though you know michael jordan and dennis rodman and scotty pippen so i think that's what will happen from this okay. uh, people take this clip of course he's racist uh, that's why he doesn't care about it well, no, obviously this is sort of a, this is, and look, I didn't, you know, look like the thing was nearly three hours long, so I'm probably not going to listen to it, but it sounds like he was fairly, <laughs> he was, he was fairly based as the kids say. Um, and he's just an old guy, bro. He, 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 he made it. He won the game. He was good as a player. He was great as a coach, coached some of the best basketball players in the entire world of all time. I don't think the man by any stretch of the imagination is a racist. Scottie Pippen is a weirdo whose wife is, was stepping out on him. So he's just lashing out at everybody so he can get some headlines and sell some whiskey or whatever, some snacks that he was selling. And as far as Magic Johnson is concerned, we never got a real explanation as to how Magic Johnson came down with that illness. Okay. So that, that's, that's a mystery. South Park but, says it was just the money, you know? Okay. And maybe whole, Fauci had something to do with it. But, but this, this now, this, this, the, the NBA that Phil Jackson is talking about, it just reeks. It's, it reeks of this soft bigotry of low expectations Right. They have these millionaire athletes, you know, million billion dollar corporation, but they're pandering to people who are too who they think are too stupid to see through all of the absolute nonsense. So you guys are constantly pretending or letting people know that 
that that black people are stupid. That's they they think you're so dumb that painting Black Lives Matter on the floor and and kneeling with a towel under your knee is somehow going to going to solve this problem of racism. And the the bubble thing and the George Floyd stuff like let's never forget. Let's never ever forget, okay? That George Floyd happened in what late May or early June of 2020 at what was supposed to be the scariest time. Everything was unknown. There was no pharmaceutical that was going to save you from this deadly disease, right? The NBA shut down all of the major sports. Everything was shut down. You couldn't go to work. You couldn't do anything until George Floyd died and they threw it all out the window. That's how manipulative this entire thing has become. When I was arrested in lower Manhattan, nobody knew the name George Floyd. It didn't exist. Three weeks later, this man is worldwide famous. And everything that they told you for the past, it was only three or four months at that particular, two or three months at that particular time, everything they told you about how scary it was and don't ride the train, don't go to work, don't do anything. And still at this point, there's no pharmaceutical that they're forcing on, forcing on you. And it just vanished. It vanished. And we were protesting. We were burning cities down because of George Floyd. So I think for Phil to put it nicely, saying that it got a little bit too political, you have to look at it logically, bro. They Everything they said was just a complete lie. And that was only three or four months in. Look how far we've come. So it's all absolutely ridiculous. and. I will never, I will never let it go. They ru ruined my life, basically. Shout out George Floyd and the George Floyd Foundation. As this uh, kid the, said, the, you know, he's the, changing the world. The, the patron saint of fentanyl. Um, yeah, and his adult acting and his threatening pregnant women. UOPod.com, thank you for listening on all audio streaming services. Spotify. Apple, you're out there. Google, you're out there. iHeartRadio, we hear you and we see you. YouTube, Getter, and Twitter, and Twitch, we see you guys all at once. Patreon.com slash UOPod. Let's close out with some more of this Vice documentary. We'll see you guys next time. Next time. Back then. For a combination of both. So Mega Rapper is a label that got pit on the, like, the lane. But I view myself as like a Christian conservative rapper, which you can call MAGA. How do you feel about having the MAGA rap label associated with you? Do you like it? Of course, I am MAGA. So I don't mind it. You know what I'm saying? Because I am MAGA. Like, you can't get more MAGA than me. Define MAGA for me. Well, a lot of people think it's, it's solely about Trump. Right. And I want to separate myself from that type of stuff. Do you think that there's actually enough people in the MAGA world to, like, sustain your music and popularity. Like, let's say you were never deplatformed. You had every opportunity to reach every ear that's out there. Like, <laughs> how right. big could I, you? I, I would probably be? be the biggest artist, one of the biggest artists out. You think you'd be one of the biggest artists? I had four hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I was getting ten thousand followers a day on TikTok. I had two hundred fifty thousand followers on Instagram before I got banned. We would probably be, may not, might not be Drake level. We we would be at a level where we couldn't be ignored at all. You know what I'm saying? But that's why they got. Turn it up, Jordan.